Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Episode 1, Secrets. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast where me, Anthony James and... Conrad. That's him. He's the man. (laughs) We're going to go through dark episode by episode and Conrad... It's actually got a secret, which is, makes this whole thing have a little bit extra spice to it. What is it, Conrad? Uh, I've never actually seen Dark before, and I'm, I'm awfully ashamed. Fantastic. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through episode by episode. Here is thoughts. Here is feelings. You know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of them, and we'll see how he gets on. Uh, before we start, I thought I'd give a bit of an introduction to myself, and then maybe Conrad could do the same. Well, my name's Anthony James. I've been making videos on YouTube for about a month now. They, they seem to be going all right. So I thought we'd start this podcast. I'm a teacher generally. So anything to distract me from that is good. And uh, <laughs> in terms of TV and films that I usually like, anything really. I love, I love a crime drama. I love science fiction. Basically anything. If you're in the mood for it, I'll watch it. My favorite film of all time may surprise a few of you. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a zoo. <laughs> I can't believe it's still that, to be honest. After I'm, all this time. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Like, saying it's my favorite film of all time is actually pushing it a bit of a monosphere, but it's it's the film that's most perfectly matched to its genre, in my opinion. Gets the job done. Gets the job done. But anyway, yeah, I'm willing to be. If, if you want to comment down below, I'm willing to be uh, to discuss that. I'm sure I'm wrong. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Conrad. What about yourself? Hello. Yes, I'm Conrad. I am English, but please don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like lots of different stuff, to be honest. I, I watch all, all range of like movies from silent stuff through to like really schlocky kind of Italian horror, uh, like a lot of John Carpenter stuff, which I think is probably going to stand me in good stead for Dark, if the first episode is anything to go by. But we'll get into that a bit more later. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I, I tend to be very pretentious about <laughs> cinema. So... <laughs> which is a good good contrast to me now you might you might have thought from my dark videos that i am a bit of a snob about cinema i'm actually not i generally i really really appreciate smart intelligent things like dark and i can really get my teeth into them but i would sit down and watch a superhero film sit down and watch romantic comedy any day of the week as well i enjoy all types of cinema i'm not a snob about them i wouldn't say conrad's a snob either but i think he he would generally prefer the more intellectual well I, I i value good writing i was actually yeah. speaking to my partner about this because we were watching the last season of game of thrones um oh we're just finishing it up now oh, geez, and okay. um and i was saying like i don't mind what genre you fit into like if something's kind of cheesy or you know hokey or whatever i don't mind as long as it's well written but um yeah it needs to be well written otherwise it kind of loses me yeah and obviously where do you come down on the fence in terms of game of thrones in terms of it being <laughs> Uh, I don't think we need to get well. into that. Yeah, I'd like we will alienate half the audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the books are good. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So before we start going in through dark, we're going to go through it sort of bit by bit. Every episode of our podcast will be an episode of dark. Uh, Conrad has actually already watched the first episode. Uh, general thoughts about before we start breaking it down scene by scene. Uh, I I thought. It was, I thought it was generally good. I don't want to give too much away before we start, but like I enjoyed it. And uh, wow, there was a lot of information <laughs> in yeah. that first episode. I was like, oh, there'll be, I'll take some leisurely notes as I'm watching this. And then 
as soon as they started talking, I was like, oh no, this is this is like this is like an exam condition. Yeah, like I I, I just just put a video up about Galaxy Quest and a Bug's Life, and uh, when I was making notes about those films, I was like, oh, this is so good, laid back, you know, <laughs> sip a yeah. coffee, and then I went down to make notes about the first episode here for this, and it was I. Having been through the three series, I couldn't believe how much there was in that first episode. And on the rewatch, if you do get around to rewatching it one day, I think you'll get even more from, from it in the second time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so uh, before we start, I thought I would also give a warning to the audience who are listening. Um, so the warning is that Conrad is very good at predicting things. That's my warning. <laughs> so be aware of that. So when, if, if Conrad says, oh, I think it's this, and he nails it exactly, then that, unfortunately, is just going to be how, <laughs> how we're going to have to run with it. Because in the past, we've sat down to watch films, and he literally would run through start to finish after five minutes what's going to happen in the film. And it, was, and it was always dead on. So if he says something in this episode, or in any episode, that comes across as he knows what he's, he already knows what happens in the show, he doesn't. He doesn't know any spoilers. <laughs> but he, no, could, no, no, he could just guess it all. Do I think he's going to guess the end of season three from the start? No, he won't. But could he guess what happens in episode six of this series? Yeah, definitely he could. Now, I don't know what to do about that. I think what I'm going to do this first episode is I'm not going to tell him if he's right. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. What yeah. do you think? Do you, do you, like, should I, should I, that should I, be a rule? Like, I, yeah, I think so. Because uh, the thing is, like, I think I try not to come across as like a smart ass and like you know like oh i know i know what's happening in this plot before anyone else does but yeah, I, yeah. sometimes i can't help myself but i think i'd rather even if i get it right i think i'd rather just wait and have it revealed to me than necessarily yeah okay no out. problem well that's 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 it sort of then so i'm not going to at all give any indication that you are correct i'm okay. also not going to just lie and say you're wrong either <laughs> because i've tried that before there's one time i was watching a show with my mom and she was like now, my mom is not generally someone who guesses anything in the show. I'll probably just put that out there. But she, but she did say one time, she goes, I think this is going to happen. Because that's my mom's voice. And I said, oh. And then I went, no, you're, you're, you're wrong. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> and, then, and then later on when it happened, yeah, I was actually just lying to her. So I'm not going to lie to you either. I'm not going to lie to you. And, you are, and I'm not going uh, to give it away either. I'll just try and sort of move the conversation on without giving any indication. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Another thing is, uh, you might have noticed already just from this first few minutes that this is a lot less formal than my general videos on the channel. This is just going to be a chat between two friends. So don't expect the production quality to be as high. You might hear a mic getting bumped. You might hear someone in the background. We're sorry if that happens, but it might happen just as a warning. Also, another warning about Conrad. If we get to the end of season three, and that could take us six months because it is 26 episodes, and he doesn't like it, that's okay. <laughs> so obviously we're gambling here because everyone watching this video probably loved the ending. But if he doesn't like the ending, then we just have to live with that. And unfortunately, you know, I'll, I'll still call him once a year, but the friendship will be over. <laughs> yeah, I'll be de dead to you. Yeah, you'll be dead to me, but you know, you'll still live a happy life. <laughs> yeah. right. In theory. Okay, so with that being said, let's get into the episode. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's break it down! The episode opens with a Albert Einstein quote. The distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. 
Yes. So Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was a correct answer to these questions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of, it gives an indication, I think, of uh, the, the, like, one of the main themes of the show, or what I think mm-hmm. are going to be one of the main themes of the show, which is kind of relativity and time travel tomfoolery, okay. <laughs> possibly. So that was uh, like what I immediately, what my mind immediately went to when I saw that. Yeah, and I and also just I know we've already moved to the next section, but I will also say based on what you just said there, there's going to be certain things like because we are going through it again, we're talking about it every episode. Whenever you normally watch it, I watched it all in like 10 hours. So I didn't get a chance to stop and think between each episode. So yeah. I think that you'll, you'll actually clock onto things a little earlier, no pun intended, a little earlier than, uh, than maybe I would have when I was watching it the first time because I was just binging it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think I'm definitely watching it with a keener eye than I would watch something else uh, because I know I'm going to be discussing it afterwards. So that's hopefully going to help. Although it might also lead to me overanalyzing stuff. Um, yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully for our sake it does yeah hopefully i make a complete fool of myself yeah that'd be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> right so after the initial quote from einstein then we get a uh, sort of montage where someone a male voice is talking about how uh the view of time is linear but actually there's a distinction between that we usually view it as a distinction between past and present yeah future but uh, apparently nothing is an illusion and everything's everything is connected and that was a montage across sort of a lot of photos on a wall. I'm not going yeah, to say too much, but yeah. Well, so this was, was this the, the scene where there's like what looks like kind of a bunker full of like guns uh, mm-hmm. while, the, while the guy is speaking. And then there's like pictures on a wall, but they're like, they're not laid out sentimentally. They're laid out like, um, I don't know what you call it. Like one of those kind of like cork notice boards in a police station where they're like tracking the a murderer or something yeah. like that like they're like, all connected by string like charlie day and it's always sunny yeah yeah exactly the the uh, yeah. pepe sylvia <laughs> like, yeah. <board. laughs> yeah, um so, so yeah it definitely it doesn't seem like I, i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the man who's speaking doesn't actually know necessarily all of the people he has photos of on his wall if it is indeed his wall interesting yeah so maybe yeah maybe, like so obviously they're, they're trying to c- create some sort of connections and obviously it says everything is connected. So it's showing pictures being connected. So there is obviously a lot of symbolism going on there that connects yeah. to that. And as you say, the, the male voice speaking, maybe the owner of that bunker, maybe not. Yeah. So moving on, we then get uh, told now, you'll come to know that dates are very important in this show. So whenever the, the date is shown on screen, I'll let you know about that. Yeah. So it then says that it's the 21st of June, 2019. So just bear that in mind. Try and remember that date. Yeah. Not for today, but maybe for four months, <laughs> four months in the future. Remember that date, right? Um, okay. So then the scene comes of probably the, one of the most iconic openings to a TV show, I think, um, is an adult male hangs himself. Yes. In what looks to be an sort of a loft art studio sort of thing. Yeah. Um, How- <laughs> Not much to say about that, I'm sure. We'll just continue on. Um, now, obviously, you come to know throughout the episode who that character is, but we'll mention that in a minute. Yeah. It, it then shows a sort of a zoom, a close-up of a letter that you assume is his suicide note. And yeah. it says, do not open before November 4th at 10.13 p.m. Yeah. Um, and we get a little picture of, a, uh, of the family as well. Um, that's another thing you probably noticed throughout the, throughout the show, uh, Conrad, is that there's a lot of 
focusing on family photographs. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I, I, I wonder why it's doing that. Like whether it's because a lot of this episode is kind of that. It's really clever how it's structured. We'll probably get into it more a bit later, but that opening shot of um, a bunch of interconnected pictures of different people is kind of mirrored in the episode structure where you'll kind of see a scene with someone in it and then you'll see them in the next scene but they'll be interacting with a completely different group of people and then you'll see what like a lot of the time someone from that scene in the next scene and it mm-hmm. kind of and it and it like kind of creates this web of interconnected people in a really interesting way it's kind of overwhelming but it was a it was a really cool way of introducing the characters i thought yeah i i i, I know exactly what you mean and i i noticed that even more watching it. i think this is probably like the eighth time i've watched uh this first episode <laughs> in total um, and I just, every time I, I watch it, even the camera cuts to who the next person is in my head, I'm like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Why that like everything is considered it seems in this show. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I, the fact that, yeah, sometimes like they cut from a picture into that, a person in real life or a person who's in that picture. Yeah. And even I've come to realize that they cut to people who are actually connected to them in some other way that you wouldn't realize yet, but yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. Um, right. So from them we get, uh, uh, Jonas, who, yeah. who I'm, I'm sure I'm going to call Jonas and Jonas. In, in- oh, I've already committed to Jonas. I, yeah. I'm sure, like, I'm, I'm sure it's a soft J, but it's just not going to happen for me. I don't think. Yeah, I'm going to try my hardest, <laughs> and I'm probably so you're going to come across as uh, better than me because I'm going to cross come across as a fool because I'm going to try and do the pronunciations. And I'm Jonas. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. You, no, I'm not going to go that far. But I mean, I'll do the soft yet. I'll, I'll do the soft J. Okay. So Jonas uh, wakes up, sort of looks like he's woken up from a nightmare, and he pops a few pills. He does, yeah. Possibly related to the man who we will later learn is his father killing himself. Possibly not. I don't know yet. We then get the opening credits. What did you think of these opening credits? To be honest, I don't actually really remember the opening credits that much. Like they didn't really? stand out to me, which is which is maybe bad now that you brought them up. Yeah, I'd yeah. Like, but um, you didn't skip them, did you? No, I didn't skip them. I'm just trying to remember what actually what they actually showed because I don't remember paying that much attention to them. What okay. was going on in them? So, ba- so basically, uh, the opening credits are uh, sort of a number of clips, but it's all mirrored. So the the it's oh yeah no I do remember it now yeah okay so yeah whether that's a metaphor or indeed like a literal representation of something I'm not sure yet but it's certainly striking. Yeah, so that's something you'll see, you'll notice throughout the series. First season, second season, third season, they've all got different opening credits, but they're all in this mirrored style, Yeah, um, which is pretty cool to me. But what you might, uh, obviously you didn't notice when you were watching it this time, but if you look at the credit of the director, Baron Baudo, now this is what puts Seth's Dark a little bit aside from a lot of other TV shows. It's the same director for every episode. Oh, okay. So Aaron Baudor directs every single episode and him and his wife, Jan Chafris is his wife. They are the creators of the show. They're the showrunners. She's credited as a writer, even though I'm sure they both wrote, they, they both had the ideas mm. and he's the director. So the boat, it's like sort of a, a duo. Like they, they, they made the show uh, from the conception to the end. Is it an original screenplay? It's original, 100% original. Oh, okay, that's cool. I didn't. I, I was. I was wondering actually when I was watching this whether it was, whether it was based off of off of something that was adapted or whether it was just written for written for the show. Well, I think the history, like we can get into history and stuff in a different episode when we sort of finish the series or whatever, you, whenever we, whatever it leads to. But I think that just in a in a sort of a short uh, cliff note, sort of 
description. I think that they originally were approached by Netflix to create a show that was similar to their film, which is called Who Am I? Which is, I, haven't, I haven't actually seen it yet. I am going to watch it. I've been recommended in the comments a lot. Oh, the Jackie Chan films. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, I think it's about, it's, it's, I've watched the trailer, which I probably shouldn't have done, but I did because I wanted to get an idea of what their other, their other material was. It's, it's about hackers, apparently. So I need to watch it. It's, it looks very good. But Netflix wanted them to create like a TV show about hackers in the same vein as Who Am I? And they said no. And then Netflix said to them, well, what else have you got? And then they had nothing. And they went, plenty of ideas. <laughs> we got everything. So then the Netflix said, right, okay, we'll, we'll hear some other ideas. So I think they were, work, they were working on like a more traditional crime show called Dark, about a, about a, which, which was set on a real life serial killer. Okay. From Holland, I think, but I might be wrong about that. Um, and then they eventually adapted that into a screenplay that they were also writing about, about what this show is about. So they sort of adapted it from previous works that they were working uh, okay. on. Um, so it is 100%, uh, it is 100% uh, original. We get the title card. It's called Secrets. This episode's called Secrets. So we'll, just, yep. we'll notice some themes about that. Then another date, 4th of November, 2019. Yeah. So we're five months in the future? Sure, yeah. Four and a half. Ish. Four and a half months. Okay, then we get the scene of Hannah and Ulrich. Yeah, so obviously straight it, away boobs in the series, which is always a good way to get me. Yeah. Always a plus. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Jonas is also, uh, I believe, wearing a velvet sweater, which I was into. Uh, so... <laughs> there's a, there's a running theme throughout this episode episode of me taking notes about fashion choices um <laughs> <laughs> and normally in the positive but that yeah. was that was one of them and yeah hannah and Ulrich, hannah and Ulrich are um going at it frankly yeah, they're going at it and uh <laughs> you know Jonas is being pretty pushy downstairs <laughs> <laughs> he is he knows what they're doing yeah and he's a grown man or you know he's like 17 or whatever he should know better than to interrupt mid-coitus but whatever you know or does he so, know what they're doing oh well come on secrets he knows which side his <laughs> bread's buttered on <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't born yesterday <laughs> yeah right okay so they're doing that sort of thing uh, Ulrich has a great like Han Solo moment where uh, Hannah says I love you and then he says you're beautiful yeah um, he, he yeah Ulrich it, yeah he's an interesting character I'm, I'm I, I spent most of this episode going back and forth on Ulrich which we'll probably get into as more about him is revealed but he, he seems interesting yeah he's an interesting character I, whether I would want to hang around with him in real life I'm not sure but he's yeah he's an interesting character his moral code seems a little bit wavy but yeah exactly so then we get a shot of the family photograph now this time yes. there's someone torn out of the family photograph oh my god this annoyed me so much because uh, I was like uh, I had to go and rewind to be honest because as soon as I saw someone was ripped out I was like I know I saw this in the opening scene where uh Jonas's dad kills himself so I had to go back and see who it was um and um oh you actually I, you actually went back yeah yeah i went back because i was like i know who that i know there's something <laughs> like that picture was shown whole so yeah yeah, yeah. It is. so you're, um, you're already like detecting it detecting yeah. this show <laughs> yeah that's great um so clearly that that highlights is that there's going to be some sort of sort of what do you what would you call tension between yeah possibly hannah or possibly Jonas and a different family member so i'm sure that'll come out then we get one of what will become a very iconic sort of image of the show. And that's Jonas yeah. riding around on his bike in a yellow coat. Yeah. 
so I don't know if you want to get into this uh, now, but we're talking about like talking about maybe like the influences we spotted or um, or like the kind of yeah, the, like the the things that that Dark was potentially potentially influenced by, and like him riding around on his bike in like a yellow Mac definitely had had a lot of um, familiar imagery to yeah. me. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose. It does sort of speak of it and like sort of a lot of yeah, like, a lot of eighties horror. There's there's like the the one thing that I felt as I was watching through this, like more than anything else, is like with I was really into the score, which is like very yeah. synthy, very John Carpenter, yeah. and it's got that kind of like although it's obviously obviously probably well I assume it's filmed in Germany, but it's obviously set in a in a German town somewhere. It's got that kind yeah. of autumnal Illinois vibe of like halloween or something like that and and yeah like you said the yellow mac is very is very it and it just it felt to me like it was doing kind of like a stranger things thing but far uh-huh. more subtly than stranger things did it um yeah which is not not to like I, I i liked stranger things it was okay but it was also like hey remember the 80s remember this whereas yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and it, which kind of got a bit grating after a while but this this feels a lot more subtle about how it's employing that imagery yeah, I agree with you. And in terms of like the sort of throwbacks and nostalgia that they would go for in this show, it is, as you say, a lot more subtle than Stranger Things. And maybe that also comes down to a little bit that it's told through um, foreign voices to us. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Maybe, Whereas Stranger Things is Western, Western world, we're, we're Western, English-speaking world. So to us, it was very much like, hey, look, look, look. Um, yeah. Remember Stephen King? I was like, yes, I do. Thanks for, yeah. for that. His three episodes reminding you who he was. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. And also, like, um, they're sort of making a... There's, there's, there is something to the yellow collar in this show. And you'll notice as you go through, they, they, re, they reuse the yellow collar over and over again. So it isn't, yeah, just, definitely. It, it isn't just used here as a callback to those 80s films. It is actually um, used throughout the film show as well. So you'll notice that as well. Yeah. Uh, while Jonas is riding through the forest, um, we see a power plant yep. billowing Don't. a load of smoke into the sky. Don't trust nuclear power. Yeah, that's all exactly. I'm going to say. It's yeah, always bad. Nuclear power is not is not good. Apparently, in terms of according to the '80s, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. It's not going to be good. That also, that nuclear power doesn't look like it's very good for the environment. I thought, no, <laughs> no. How is that forest still there? Is my question. <laughs> Yeah. So uh then we get a little shot of um Eric Obendorf. Yeah. Who's he? He's a, a fine young man with a not uh, <laughs> a lovely head of red hair. Um and, <laughs> and he's he's gone missing apparently. Yeah, or has he? Because there's a, there's well, a lot there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of chat between um Charlotte and Ulrich, the two police officers, that he apparently he goes he goes miss he goes wandering all the time. So Yeah. They actually aren't even sure that that, that anything's going to come up there. Yeah, Ulrich seems very sceptical about the whole thing, to be honest, right up until things happen. Things happen, which, you know, I'm sure anyone listening to this, we're not going to spoil them. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the one we don't want to spoil. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so then uh, Jonas is having some therapy as well with uh, a character who I'll just say his name, Peter Doppler. Um, you'll come to know him as well. Um, you know, you you need to get used to the names. So I'm just, I'm just, I'll just tell you the names. Like, so yeah, there are a couple I didn't catch to be honest. Like Peter Doppler and Hannah, I didn't, um, I didn't have. Yeah, so uh, ha- Hannah is Jonas's mom, and Peter yeah. is like the therapist guy. Yeah, yeah. So they're walking through the woods. Um, Jonas gets very upset. You know, basically 
because Peter's asking him questions and Jonas is like, oh, it's because my dad's dead? Come on. Yeah. Um, which there's seems a gr- angsty. Yeah, he's very angsty. And there's a, great <laughs> jo- there's a great joke later in the episode about his dad being dead, which we'll, we'll, get, we'll get around to. Um, we then, because of your detective skills, you probably already know in the next, in the next scene, we then see a, uh, uh, an older woman with a, is it a mole? I'm not sure what you would call it. I think a mole on her lip. And she's sort of looking at the suicide note. That, the tree uh, box. The, yeah. In the tree box. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also, I recognized her from the remake of Suspiria, which came out two years ago. So I was like, that's one of the reasons why I was detecting on her. But um, oh, yeah, okay, so, okay. so I'm assuming, I don't, know, I don't think it's actually confirmed in this episode, but based on that picture, I assume she was like uh, Jonas's grandmother or um, his dad's mom or, or I, I assume she's not related to Hannah by blood. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First moment of me saying... <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, there was an amazing se- There was a ma- an amazing sort of directed scene, which I absolutely love. Every time I watch it, I just want to watch it again. And it's like this sort of long one-take shot of an introduction to what we'll, you'll come to know as the Nielsen family. Or Oryx family. Oryx family, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's sort great. of it's sweeping camera actions and going around everyone and it's unbelievable like it's, i don't know how long that would have taken them to do yeah and it's it's like got very very good blocking as well like very natural um kind of movements from from Ulrich and his what, what i assume is his wife and his three kids three kids yeah he's yeah. only got he's got two sons and, and and the daughter right yeah um i wrote down in my notes here in the oryx house scene skeleton costume kid is 100 percent a wizard so <laughs> Just putting that out there for potential spoilers. Yeah, he could be cool because of his magic trick. Yeah, he does a magic <laughs> trick. Like, yeah, that, I don't that, know where it went. Yeah, that that magic trick. Um, when he says "when is it" rather than uh, or when no," what, he says like "when did you hide it?" rather than "where did you hide it?" or something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this kid knows something. Yeah, the question is not where, uh, where but when. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, like, and actually, like. I think I also saw something like of uh, Baron Baudor talking about it. And I think that that was just done by visual effects. Cause every time I watched it, I was like, what? Yeah. How did they train this kid yeah. to do a magic trick that good? It's like a young David Blaine. Yeah. Like even, even Penn and Teller have to be throwing the cops yeah. around really quick. So you don't see yeah. where everything's going. Yeah. <laughs> he just taps the cup with his finger. Yeah. If he was doing like the, the, you know, look, I'm levitating thing while he's hiding his foot behind his other one doing the old like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing like of that i could buy from a 10 year old or however old he is but yeah no, no not, not just uh, actually using visual effects post-production to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the real trick <laughs> um so basically then so i love that scene it sort of introduces them all aura comes in with the bread you know luckily he didn't touch the bread you know because he didn't wash his hands so um, it was a pre it was a pre-covid world when this was made though so no but i mean i mean but he didn't wash his hands from where he's just been from Oh yeah, that's a good point. Well, that we know of, he might have hand sanitizer in his car. He might, yeah, he might. Oh, no, he, he was on, he was on a jog. Maybe, oh, he was, yeah. Maybe he carries some in like his hip pocket or something. Yeah, he's yeah. got, he's got like a satchel. Utility belt. Um, yeah. Never go anywhere without my hand sanitizer. You don't know when I need to pick up bread for the family. Yeah. So then uh, Jonas uh, comes to school, and it's we we come to know that Jonas actually. Uh, hasn't been to school for a few months and yeah. it's November time. So that's a bit strange. Um, and he comes and he, he meets with a mate Bartos. Yeah. What do you think of Bartos? 
I did not like Bartos almost <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I I straight away took a dislike to this young man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did I. Yeah. Um, uh, comments about French baguettes and all. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you know, his dad has. Oh, actually, well, I guess maybe we don't know if Bartos knows that his dad killed himself. Um, I can't remember if Bartos actually mentions it or not, but um, mm-hmm. but either way. Like, well, you know, later on, I think I think in the forest later on he, that he mentions that his dad's passed away anyway. I don't know if they know he killed himself. I'm sure they do. Yeah, but yeah, just Bartos' general attitude. He seems like the kind of dopey. Like again, talking about you know those those throwbacks to um, uh, like 80s horror movies. He he's not like a walking stereotype or a trope or anything, but he has some of those the, the elements of like the kind of doofus friend who's <laughs> just into girls and yeah, yeah, yeah. will hopefully die at some point in. <laughs> <laughs> he is hoping yeah fingers crossed yeah oh god yeah well there's also a scene later on i'm going to sort of go off a bit of the structure at this point because there's also while we're talking about bartos there's also a scene when they're in class later and it was just in my head i was just like bartos strikes again because yeah. <laughs> he just turns around to Jonas and makes a completely inappropriate comment about yeah i i remember thinking about this and i can't remember what it was he actually said but it definitely struck he was, me he was talking about the character francisca he was talking that's about right. her, her black hole oh yeah that's right yeah and it was like god damn bartos it's 2019 <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i thought germany germany was pretty progressive yeah i did too but clearly bartos is uh is <laughs> is clinging to some of those traditional values yeah <laughs> Oh jeez! Um, right, then we then we get a re- very angry Mister and Mrs. Obendorf demanding with Ulrich that you find their son. Yeah, um, um, and then I just uh, I just wrote down for um, yeah what I I assumed it was Eric's dad, and I wrote down Eric's dad looks like the kind of guy who dies two thirds of the way through an episode of the X Files just as he is about to reveal something important. <laughs> like, He's got a great look. Like he's yeah, he's, he's yeah, a real he, sort of Timothy Spall look about him. Yeah, he looks like a trucker or, or yeah. like someone someone who's just got off like a twenty hour long haul drive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Is wired like to the gums and is is just coming to the police station. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what about Ulrich as well? Giving the the the, the lovely hug to the mum. You know, he's 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 very conscientious man, Ulrich. Yeah, I think he, oh, it was a little bit too much for me to be honest. It's like yeah. Ulrich. Your husband's right there. Uh, his husband's right there. We've already seen what you like, Ulrich. Yeah, something so Put, disrespectful. He then puts the hand on the shoulder of the husband as if to yeah. say, it's all right. Unnecessary. Yeah. The episode is called Secrets. That wasn't very secret, yeah. like. Um I, uh, I thought Ulrich looked a bit like Rutger Hauer as well. <laughs> I made that note here, which I was into. Ulrich, I think he looks like Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, yeah, he does have a bit. He looks like an older Mads Mikkelsen, which yeah. I, I think conversely is also what Rutger Hauer looks like. So. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's all one timeline. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about the um, sort of a strange hooded figure emerging from the cave? Um, did you notice that? I, I did notice it. I, think, I don't think I thought too much about it because um, I figured it would just be um, it would be revealed at some point fairly soon who it actually was. But okay. we have, I think at that point we had seen the well, I've got in my notes, in fact, uh, after the Peter Doppler um, scene with Jonas, yeah. uh, sp- Spooky Cave, and then after the police station scene, Spooky Cave again. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I like I definitely noted that it seems ominous, and it's kind of like uh, it seems like it's going to be a key part of the story. Um, but the figure itself, I was like, that looks like a 
kids to me so it doesn't mm-hmm. seem too threatening but we'll see i think um i also like the just as you mentioned there the spooky cave they keep coming back to the spooky cave i it really reminds me of in it you know the uh the, the, the water drain the drain yeah the, and the, i think they use a uh like a little vertigo zoom possibly on it to kind of change the focus and make it look uh-huh. like you know the bit in um you know the bit in fellowship of the rings when they're <laughs> just to get completely off base for, yeah. for a second well, uh where they're say that say that again are you going to talk about the where they're at the table and they look big and small oh no the, so the bit where they're crossing the road and um Mary and Pippin are making loads of noise and then Frodo oh, looks yeah. down the road and he's like get off the road you fools <laughs> <laughs> and it does like the little the, the vertigo zoom to to make the the sort of um forested path look crazy and weird yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. they're doing the same kind of thing with the cave here um but it's yeah it's, it's a great use of great use of like sound and uh music to make something seem real bad yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's great, and also it just yeah, the ominous it, ominous undertones like it's just constantly droning there. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll find out what that is one day. Um. So we, then Bartos is up to his old tricks. Yeah, uh, classic Bartos. Yeah. What what's he like? <laughs> like he actually seems to have now. What I get from the scene, he seems to have sort of stolen Eunice's girl. Yeah. So. I I didn't catch her name, but yeah. So I've got so Ulrich's daughter is is Jonas's ex. Um, is how it how it struck me um, in this mm-hmm. scene, and she would not stop looking at him as well, which I thought was very uncomfortable. Well, if you had Bartos's arm around you, you'd be looking at anyone else, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, like she's just like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, do whatever this, it takes. Yeah, this is help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. he sucks. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, uh, they we find out. Oh, as I said that. Eric, there's no leads to Eric. He's, uh, he's, he's always gone off. But they also mentioned that maybe uh, they have tire tracks that they can have a look into. Yeah. And, and maybe Eric's father's truck actually matches the tire tracks that they're looking for. Yeah, so, but, but Ulrich seemed very dismissive of the whole idea. I think, actually, no, was it the female police officer who was like, there are like 30,000 tire tracks around here? Yeah, so, that was Charlotte. Well, I think it was, was like 30,000 okay. 30, cars in Wyndon or something like that. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah. so I think it was Ulrich who was like, nothing ever happens in Wyndon, um, to which I wrote, stuff definitely happens in Wyndon. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we've, we've seen a lot of it already. I've seen, yeah, I, I know, like Ulrich gets up to about 90% of it by the looks of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we also we also see in this scene actually it puts a little plot point out there that is very important got moving forward i'm sure you picked up on it it's that ulrich also had a brother that disappeared yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we'll learn more about that but that's just something to note it's it actually puts also puts his whole blase attitude about kids going missing a bit it's a bit strange <laughs> yeah it's i mean you know the second or third time it happens it's like wow you know yeah, yeah well, oh, of i cared when it was my brother I don't yeah, care when yeah. it's this ginger fella. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. So uh, let me see where to go next. Oh, the next thing I was going to talk about was actually uh, Bartos's comment about Francisca, but we've met, we've covered that. We've covered that. Yeah. Um, so uh, then we got a new character. Regina. Oh, this is a great scene. I love this scene. Uh, the one on with the woman on the phone. Yeah. The hotel yeah. owner Reg- slash Regina. Yeah. So I, I like as as we'll reveal later in the episode, I, I disliked her a lot by the end of this. But yeah. this scene was a really great introduction to a character because it was just like 
it, it there's there's so much information given to you about this character in this scene like you mm-hmm. can see there's loads of keys on the wall behind her so the hotel isn't doing well and you get a real look into like her personality um and it just contextualizes how she is later in the episode in a really good way and it's like a it's like a two minute scene maybe so it's yeah. you know it's it's a really really like snappy way to to use your use your script i think yeah and it's and it's all done with one-sided conversation like yeah totally it's it's mental like uh, sometimes you watch a show and like someone's on the phone and you can just tell that there's no one on the other side of that phone yeah yeah this yeah. time like i would i was generally believing that she was having that conversation and i would obviously put down to i think she even alludes to it but i'd put down to the idea that because eric has gone missing no one wants to come to winden for a holiday yeah so uh, yeah. obviously that probably think... would be bad for business yeah no i think that i think she does explicitly say it. i can't i didn't write it down but um but yeah i think she says something to that effect cool um we get a bit more information about uh ulrich's brother who went missing we find out that he's called mads yeah Mads. this is the grandma scene isn't it the grandma yeah so yeah. Uh, this is the grandma of of marta magnus and mickle yes and, yeah and mads is the the brother lots of m's in that family yeah um, so basically, we also find out that he disappeared 33 years ago. Yes, yeah. And she mentions a dude with a massive head, which sounded bad, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, she saw someone in the forest or whatever. <laughs> yeah, saw someone in the forest with a massive head, which I was like, oh, well, that seems fine. It's probably the Kool-Aid guy. Why is she just walking around? Yeah, exactly. Come or, through like, the wall. Pyramid head from Silent Hill. Um <laughs> What's she doing just walking around the forest, this woman in her like late 60s, early 70s? Looking for chocolate bar wrappers, of course. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, finding random chocolate bar wrappers from the yeah. 80s. You've got to, of course. Because that, like, I don't think Raider Bar, or Ryder, they call it over there. Yeah. Um, that bar looks very similar to another bar we've seen, hasn't it? Uh, oh, I didn't notice that. Now you've said that. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on it. Okay, that's my that's my first mistake, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't mind being guided slightly. It's okay. Yeah, like yeah. there'll be there will be stuff I miss, but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to think, very hard not to do that. I'm trying to think what other who else have we seen eating confectionery in this <laughs> in this in this show so far? Oh, it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll revisit <laughs> it on my own time. Did you not see Bartos? Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, Okay, so we then get a sh- we then get a little scene of a, there's a I know this first episode is a lot of me saying and then and then and then, but it's the first episode. It's gonna happen, you know what I mean? So I apologize for being repetitive, but it's, so, it's sort it's sort of how we have to do it because there's so many new characters, you know. You just gotta think, learn new linking words, notwithstanding, yeah. and uh, uh, furthermore, no, I can't think of it. furthermore, yeah, that'll do. Furthermore, we get uh, <laughs> yeah. so there's a guy, um, an old guy. Who just keeps yep. saying it's gonna happen again it's gonna happen again he's also got a pretty gnarly looking ear i didn't notice his ear actually but like i definitely noticed that he looked a bit messed up generally speaking so uh-huh. yeah he doesn't look like he's in a good way this this guy yeah so you'll notice uh, in, in the maybe future episodes uh it's very clear to see he has an ear that is very mangled and scarred oh, okay so he only has the use of one ear, basically. This character. Okay, that's interesting. I'll I'll I'll, re- I'll try to remember to come back to that once we finish talking about this, uh, because that maybe I maybe have a theory. Okay, cool. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get some theories from you at the end as well. Yeah. Um, now, in a strange, strange, weird decision, the first time I watched this show, I was like, "What are they doing?" So maybe you had this feeling too. We actually see Eric. 
Oh uh, no, I I was super into this because I was like, if this is just, if this going to be like kind of a missing kid thing, that's fine. I I I I can get on board with that. But the fact that they're just like, yeah, here he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and, I know. I, yeah. and then he's in a room listening to an absolute jam in yeah. uh, <laughs> "You Spin Me Right Round," uh, and and the, like the uh, the sort of wide angle shot of him in a room that is clearly made to look like it's the 1980s but with a very clearly like heavily locked door in the background yeah "Ah, okay something something's going on well maybe this is just his crack then or something you know like we we find out later that he is a drug dealer of sorts yeah i think that that door looks like it locks from the outside to me so okay so yeah there is some foul play going on yeah i have to say i didn't i did like this as well like let me get that straight i did like that they showed it to us but but my old, my brain, which was sort of in the mode of figuring out who took the kid, yeah. When we were showed the kid, I, it it was like, oh, okay, this well, is what we're doing. When when it first uh, when it first went to that scene, actually, my first thought was like, oh, this scene, this is like a flashback, um, clearly because we don't know what happened to him. But yeah. then when I was like, all right, no, th- this is set in 2019, and this kid is this is clearly not a flashback because this kid is not old enough to be however old he's supposed to be in 2019 when he was this old in the 80s <laughs> like yeah, so exactly um but yeah i also i'm also just a sucker for anything that's like openly um kind of um well very very 80s in terms of the music and the style it's in, employing i was very into it yeah that's cool um but not too much like stranger things so basically yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a line uh yeah. So uh, they they come up with a, a plan. <laughs> yeah, this plan is terrible. <laughs> let's, of course, it was Bartos' plan. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the caves for weed, bro. Yeah, <laughs> let's. When do we go? Middle of the night. <laughs> can we, yeah, can we not just buy weed like normal people? Like, why do you have to go into a cave, you weirdo, Bartos? Yeah, like, and the thing is, as well, Jonas gives him an out. Jonas goes, "What are you gonna do? Sell it?" And but like that would be normal. Like, it's like it's like okay, he wants to get it to profit. Okay, he wants to sell it. It's like no, he's like no we'll smoke it ourselves it's like what you're gonna go out to the middle of the forest just to pick up a bag of drugs yeah it's just uh bartos like who would ever be his friend yeah but to be honest with you it does sound like a teenager's idea yeah that is true i mean it's it's very true to some of the ideas i had when i was a teenager um so you know i can't i once got stuck on top of a shed uh <laughs> because i climbed onto it but we had to climb over a barbed wire fence to get to it and i didn't trust myself to climb down again without cutting myself so i got stuck on a shed for about an hour so so you, you know you're going up there to get drugs no, I was just going out there to stand on top of a shed, but you know, I'm just oh, saying, more you, know, than Bartos, you know, let let he is without sin <laughs> cast the first thing. This does sound like fun, actually. I'll go find a shed to climb on. Yeah. So basically, then we get Katarina, who is the name of the school principal, who's Ulrich's uh, wife. Yeah, she finds a hair on a, on his jumper. Yeah, and frankly, I can't imagine it's the first time. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ulrich, Ulrich and Bartos definitely some of the antagonists of this show. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though Ulrich is de- the one who's meant to be looking for the kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, just a little tidbit. Uh, I'm going to sort of speed through a lot of the rest here, but a little tidbit um, that you maybe had. I'm sure you picked up was that uh, the guy who is working at the power plant, who's getting a massage from Hannah. Yeah. Um, he mentions that he came to Winden 33 years ago. Uh, yes, yeah, I did. I did um, clock that. I I'm not sure what. Well, we know Mads disappeared 33 years ago. 
we are like i assume that's what happened 33 years ago mm-hmm. um but i don't know I, I i haven't really got any ideas about how that ties into the nuclear plant or or this character yeah neither do i <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um so he actually also just to let you know his name's alexander okay okay so just so you know i don't know if i will I, apologize I, in advance for the number of times i'm gonna forget all these names but i will do my best so yeah remember. And to, like, and it is going to be a bit harder for him in general because he's not binge in the show. So we'll just have to we'll just have to put up with him. I'll give him. I'll, I'll send him like a, <laughs> I'll I'll send him like a PowerPoint maybe with all the faces and names. A cheat he, sheet. He can yeah. study it. He can study it. Send me a little web showing all their relationships to one another. Oh, actually, we'll talk about this later. But there is actually a website that you can go on with the, the Netflix created a website where you can go on and you can actually click on season one, episode one, and it shows you the characters and the. And oh, the okay. So you only click where you're up to, and then it'll I mean, show you uh, show you a view with no spoilers. You know what I mean? So, okay, I'll I'll check that out because yeah, that would probably help. Yeah, I'll link that to you after. Um, and then we get a great scene where uh, Hannah comes into the school and Katarina gives her a big hug. Yeah, this was like I don't I don't know uh, there was tension here, and I don't know if it was tension that I was bringing to the scene or whether the characters had tension between them. Yeah, um, their relationship is an interesting one, which obviously will develop throughout the series. But I think that's probably a good starting point. If you if you if you feel tension there, I don't I don't I maybe didn't get it from the scene. Maybe you were bringing it, but it's not going to be unuseful for you going forward in terms of their relationship. Um, we get extra detail into Marta and Jonas's sort of past. Uh, Marta mentions last summer. Ooh. Um, and then they have a little chat, and they actually talk about uh, deja vu and a and a glitch in the matrix yeah so i i wrote down uh someone mentioning deja vu is like 100 percent foreshadowing for something <laughs> like you don't mention a bunch of like time relativity stuff at the beginning of your episode and then start talking about deja vu flippantly it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah um and again you know bartos just sucks in this scene yeah keep hammering that home yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a willing recipient of that but uh then, then uh, comes how I greet everyone these days is uh, Mickle, ultimate fish bump. I don't remember him doing that. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, um, he, what he did come, he do? He come. Well, he had to come with them to the caves because there yeah. was there was no um, oh, the babysitter. There's no like, babysitter. Yeah. So he yeah. he comes up and goes ultimate fist bump to Jonas, and Jonas fist bumps him. Just that's it's nothing more serious than that. I just... oh, okay, fine. Like, I mean, Mickle for what I saw of him seemed pretty cool. I was into his skeleton outfit. So um, yeah, any kid who's dressed like that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. He's got his head screwed on straight. <clears throat> yeah. So they're off. They're off to the caves to get some get some drugs. Uh, I'm going to speed through a bit of this now. The parents are having a meeting. Regina's not happy. Obviously, she's got some ulterior motives. She wants to. Yeah. <laughs> she wants the hotel opened up. You know. Yeah, this is where I was like, "All right, lady." Like, uh, I, I literally write, okay, wrote, "Okay, hotel lady." We all know you're struggling, but it's like you haven't even seen Jaws here. <laughs> <laughs> she's like demanding the beaches reopen. It's yeah. like, no, there's a shark out there. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's not unlike uh, currently in the world today. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, she's just going mad about wanting this hotel opened. And then she also throws in, which actually was not very becoming of her, worry about your own personal problems. She said that to Katarina. Yeah, meow. And Katarina was like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> yeah. Katarina, you do, because you found the hair on the jumper. Yeah, but Secrets. Regina, she doesn't know that Regina knows, maybe. Or maybe they're all just living in denial. Yeah, maybe. Um, something's going on, we know that. But uh, basically, one ear man, uh, Helga is his name, 
storms okay. into the into the assembly hall and he's saying it's going to happen again it's going to happen again yeah do you think he knows something i i suspect this man may have some kind of knowledge <laughs> of something <laughs> yeah. that, that i'm not aware of yet yeah exactly but he's just talking about germany winning the world cup or something <laughs> like, yeah. just a really big football fan it's gonna happen again it's coming home Twenty twenty is our year yeah <laughs> he's just getting ahead of it yeah he's getting ahead of it so uh <laughs> then we get uh a sort of a whole montage sort of um of them going to the caves or can or can start kissing I thought to myself, like, whenever they were walking to the caves, I was just like, what on earth are you doing? Like, see when they started telling stories about Eric being missing while walking in the pitch black yeah, forest? Yeah, it was just like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, it's very, like, it's ve- this bit was where I was really like, okay, this is, like, definitely pulling from some 80s horror tropes here. Like, the idea of, like, oh, we're in a scary forest, and, like, <laughs> yeah. better tell some scary stories. And, and you know, walking along the railway tracks, and then, you know, they've got flashlights and everything. And it was, it was super cool. I really liked the imagery, but it was also, like, what are you what are you doing yeah exactly <laughs> buy some weed uh, like, and then whenever the like the, the moment when they get there like and I'll, i'm gonna go back on a few details in a minute but when they get there and then the huge noise comes from the cave yeah and they all start running i was like i would have been running like that as soon as you started talking about eric being missing yeah, yeah. i would have i would have run away from this friendship circle the moment you suggested going to a spooky cave at night yeah and then they've got a, you got like one of the like the, the two moments of real levity or there's, there's more than that, but the two real standout moments of levity in, the, in this episode were whenever Bartos said the thing about the baguettes, and also um, Jonas here in the forest walking says something about his dad. Uh, my dad always used to say this. And instead of the rest of the characters being like, oh, yeah, he did, you know, and being really nice to him, they just stare at him as if he's got three heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he oh, is that where he says, like, um, he's talking dad. about like, moral relativism, like saying, oh, good yeah. and evil is just a matter of perspective or something, and everyone just stares at him. Yeah, and then he just goes, dead dad, bad subject. <laughs> I was like, no, you brought up moral relativism while walking through the, <laughs> through yeah. the forest. That's why they're looking at you like that, Jonas. Yeah. Read the room, Jonas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Oh yeah, then Bartos strikes again. Francisca comes oh, comes comes out. She gets the drugs. You know, very, you know. He I, just shoves her down. I uh, I couldn't believe this. Yeah, he just shoves Strike her down. Strike three for Bartos. Yeah, he's out. But uh, yeah, she shoves her to the ground, and then and then obviously speaks. Uh, I'm going to talk about something in this scene actually later on when I get to a different segment. But uh, there's something in the scene which I've always loved, um, which I'll talk about later. But yeah, he throws her down to the ground. Uh, you know, he's, he's all smug about it too. And yeah, then, it's like, nice job, dude. He's not even going to sell the drugs. He's just shoving girls down to, to get high. That's terrible. Yeah. So basically, then he, they, they, they run away. Um, Jonas runs away with Mikkel. He loses Mikkel somewhere. All of a sudden, Mikkel's gone missing. Yeah. And then we get uh, sort of, he sees his father covered in yeah. oil Looks of some like sort. oil, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything about that or uh no i mean it was just super creepy like it's um it's yeah i don't i have i had like i have ideas in my head about why why he might be seeing his dad um to do with like the theme of of time and and how it works but mm-hmm. it would all just be shots in the dark at the moment i think it, it, there's uh, there's i'm almost certain there's going to be like some kind of ability to either see uh the past or interact with the past in certain ways in this show just based on how it's setting itself up but yeah i don't know how or or why 
Okay, cool. Um, so then the siblings of the year arrive back on the bridge yeah. without their younger brother. And then they're like, oh God. And they go back to try and get him. He's gone. So all of the police come in then to get him, uh, to yeah. sort of look for him. You also then get a nice little sort of scene where all of the parents, you then see who matches up with who in a way. Yeah. I, I was, uh, this is a good example of my detective work backfiring here uh, because when they all got a message at the same time, I was like, oh, who's this mysterious third party that's messaging all these people at the same, <laughs> at the same time? And then I took a step back from it and I was like, oh, it's probably just their kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like they're all just sending text messages independently of each other well what i actually yeah actually what i thought at that in that moment as well um yeah it could just be all the kids probably was but i also thought like i've got texts from the government before about certain things you know sometimes they send out a mass text you yeah. know maybe, that's what i thought it happened yeah maybe they just said another child has gone missing you know who knows yeah it's uh it's germany man who knows and then <laughs> And then uh, Peter Doppler is on the phone to, we find out that his wife is actually Charlotte, the police officer. Yeah. So the therapist is married to the police officer. He's acting real sketchy here. Yeah. Like what I was, I was like, okay, there must be some significance to the, the, uh, what I assume is, is a Bible verse that he's recanting. I don't know where it actually comes from, but. That, that, that is the, uh, I can't remember the actual name of the prayer, but I've talked about it in one of my videos before. It's, it's, that's the prayer that they use in like uh, a, a uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, and, okay. And and, um, and other addiction twelve step programs. Uh, okay, because because uh, it just seemed like, okay, what what can you change? What can't you change? Like, why is this relevant to what yeah. you've just the information you've just you've just learned? Um, yeah, seems seems sketchy as hell. Yeah, it, it was very very strange. Um, yeah. so we'll find out more about that. Um, okay, just to end off then the episode, there's two more things. The first thing is that they find a body in the woods. Yeah. And, which uh, is not Mikkel. Which is not Mikkel. It's and not I, Mikkel. I, or, or Mikkel, rather. Yeah, I, I, I called it fairly early on this. I was like, that's not what Mikkel was wearing. Um, and yeah, sure enough. Yeah, sure enough it, it wasn't. Ain't. And he had like all scars around, uh, like a cuts around his eyes and stuff. Yeah. And then the last thing we see in the episode is actually um, Eric. Yeah. Uh, with a different 80s style song. It's actually a German song this time. I'm not sure what you call the song, but I absolutely love this song. It's uh, it's the guys who did, I think it's the guys who did 99 Red Balloons, but I can't remember the name of the band. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who did it. Um, but yeah, that is a German song. Yeah, and then, uh, so then Eric has a big apparatus closed over his eyes, and then that's, yeah, the, that's that the end of the episode. To, and he has some sweet high tops on as well. I feel like it's important to, <laughs> yeah, it's important important to, to mention that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought like tonally it was right up my street. I love love a bit of synth wave. Um <clears throat> and I love stuff that's like referential of kind of like late seventies and eighties horror movies because that, mm-hmm. that's a, a kind of subgenre that I really enjoy. Um but I, I I like that it's kind of it feels like its own thing as well. Like it's spooky in in places, um but there's a lot of um, kind of into character, or there feels like there's a lot of uh, fodder for like into character drama as well. So it's not yeah. just going to be like, um, it's not just going to be like a, um, I don't know, like uh, I, I guess Stranger Things is an example to go back to again, where there's not there's not that much to kind of. Uh, there's some character work in that, to be fair, but it's it it kind of is sacrificed on the altar of of um, being referential sometimes, which doesn't feel like this is going to do. Um, I had this, a, I yeah. felt like I had a bit of lost in it as well to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yes, and that's a good comparison. Um, the creators themselves love Lost, 
Yeah. Um, but they they fully understand that Lost didn't have a fully satisfying ending for a lot of people. Well, I um, never actually saw the ending of Lost, to be fair. So, <laughs> like, okay, I've so got... yeah, so it, it it lost you anyway, but um, yeah. no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> that's the first episode in the bag. Yep, I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Now, the IMDb rating for this episode is eight point three. Okay, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I I think that's about right. I think it's it's um it's not like the best pilot or opening episode for a tv series i've ever seen but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely like there's a lot of threads there that a lot a lot of hooks that it's throwing out which makes it quite overwhelming to follow but i think that's true of a lot of tv series when you first start watching them but i, I think in terms of like pacing um and um writing and and generally like how it's presented i think yeah i think it deserves that yeah, I think I, I would I would agree. I, I I do believe as well that I have seen like Dark. I'm gonna cards on the table. Dark is my favorite TV show of all time. Yeah. Having said that, I would maybe agree that I have seen a stronger pilot. I've seen I've yeah. seen a stronger first episode in in other shows. Yeah, I mean, I think like having watched it quite recently, I still maintain I think Game of Thrones has one of the strongest opening episodes of any show I've ever seen. Um, uh-huh. But um, but this yeah, is, yeah. is 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 not far is not far behind that i think the language barrier not that i have a problem with watching foreign language stuff but i think the the language barrier plus the amount of information you're getting um hit with can make it slightly overwhelming but that's not really the fault of the show it's just uh it's just uh, kind just, of it's just the, the nature fact. of first episodes yeah and it's the fact of what they're trying to do with it as well what the dub i actually decided that i was going to try and do something for the first time as well while uh <laughs> Conrad is looking through, uh, watching the show for the first time, sorry. Uh, I wanted to do something for the first time. So what I'm doing is actually, I've dipped my toes into the dubbed version of the show a couple of times. <laughs> Just dipped my toes in, you know. I, I didn't really like the feeling. I did, too, <laughs> too cold for me. Yeah. But uh, I decided that I would actually watch the show completely, completely dubbed. Uh, so I'm experiencing that for the first time. So every episode I'm going to be um, sort of pointing out one moment of the dub which i thought was funny or which i thought didn't really hit the mark um and that part of this episode so this the first episode's part for me was the bit where bartos says jackpot <laughs> right so whenever he takes the drugs pushes francisco to the ground yep. in the in the german one a german sort of audio version bartos the real slimy creep that he is goes jackpot right? <laughs> And it really solidified the character to me. I loved it. But in the dub, this goes jackpot. <laughs> That's and it, great. And it was just no I was like, do they make the actors watch the show? <laughs> yeah. Like they just got a generic line read. Jackpot. You know? <laughs> and it was like it, it just it took me out of it completely. I will say though that I was interested to to the to find out while watching the dub that I did get used to it very quickly. It's very abrasive to begin with because obviously they're all just in a studio and you don't have the same sort of reverb and the audio quality as you would in the where they are. It's all the same sort of speaking into a microphone uh, type of sound, but yeah, you do get used to it. Um, and it just makes me glad that I didn't do that the first time around because I, I think you get so much more from the actual subbed version because you, because you just have so much more in the performance, so much more. And, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, also, there is the fact that who are the actors doing dubs? The actors who couldn't get jobs in real shows. <laughs> wow. Take that, voice actors. L- like, let's be honest. 
Although I generally like voice actors, but come on, come on. That's like my the reason. The only thing I'll watch um, dubbed by choice is uh, certain anime because I love bad voice acting in anime. Um, but uh, yeah, generally speaking, subs subs uh, for something like this I think are important because you need to actually get the writer's original intent and the words. Yeah, I would agree with you. A stranger from the outside. So we have actually two questions uh, for Conrad this episode. The first one comes from MDDM and they ask, uh, do you have any thoughts about how, now I've rephrased this slightly because I just want, I I want it to be as little as spoilery as possible. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But they say, they say the gist of what they said was, do you have any thoughts about how the nuclear power plant would play a part in the show going forward? Uh, Well, given that it it feels like it's pulling from, um, like 80s horror tropes i think there's like nuclear power is obviously not to be trusted in <laughs> like yeah, in the 80s because yeah, yeah. it creates mutants and superheroes and stuff like that <laughs> but my gut feeling is that they're gonna they're gonna zig where i'm zagging on this and it's gonna be a cover for something else okay that's my that's my that's my initial suspicion because i think it would be too obvious for it to be like i don't know radiation creates mutants whatever cool okay um, I love that your head's at mutants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, there's no reason why it would be mutants in this. Like, the you had that thought no and you're sticking to it. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is dark is actually a uh, an X Men property. <laughs> well, the first mutant was actually a man who could sweat oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the worst power. Yeah, children uh, of the atom. <laughs> so, second question: media number one says. Uh, now, this isn't really a question; it's more of a says. Um, and we, you can build off this. I wonder what he assumes just from the first episode where the series will lead to or how it will end. Now, this gave me an idea that we could actually take your sort of prediction and it'll be com- completely off the top of your head. It'll have no oh, like time capsule this. Yeah, we'll time capsule it and then we'll, uh, come, we'll come back to it in the last episode and we'll, we'll listen to it and we'll think like, you know, we are in any way right. So media number one wants to know, how do you think the show is going to end? What, so the final episode of season three, where do I think we are at, at, at that episode? Yeah, like what, what do you think it's going to lead to? Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to turn into like a time cop show. <laughs> That's my call. They're going to they're gonna discover some way to t- travel through time and they're going to police time. But it's going to be a gang of kids that do it. A gang of kids who go through and yeah, like... A, gang a, kids, a, and it, yeah, it's kind of like a... Um, it's kind of like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego thing, except rather than going to different countries to stop crimes, they're going to different periods in time. So like one week they're in King Arthur's time, and then the next week they're sort of they're in the future or whatever. And do they actually have physical handcuffs or are they some sort of futuristic y uh, yeah, they have like futuristic like gravity handcuffs. <laughs> gravity handcuffs. <laughs> like, they have lasers between them. That's fantastic. I actually, I would yeah. watch that show. Well, actually, yeah. we'll find out. Are we watching? Yeah, I mean, now? I'm hoping Dark is that show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh, fantastic! Right, media um, number by, one. By, I, I should probably say, if you really want a serious answer, I think there will be time travel involved. I feel like there has to be. Uh, I think it'll probably be someone is futzing with time in some nefarious way and and the kids are the ones who figure it out and need to band together to stop it somehow but i i I can't really say anything more specific than that i will say don't you say anything after i say this because i don't want anyone 
I don't want to like sort of lead your thoughts in any way, but I will say this. I find it really, really interesting. And actually I never, I never even thought you would go this way. The fact that you're gravitating towards the kids banding together to solve it. Cause that's such an eighties trope. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like the kids are the main characters to me. I could be completely wrong, but the kid like, cause it has though that feeling of like, okay, all the adults in this kind of suck. So, and the kids are more vulnerable and, some of the kids suck aka Bartos um but but like the the kids you know it's always the kids who have to fix stuff because the adults don't believe stuff is actually happening or whatever like Ulrich was skeptical that anything was going wrong and and the cops are always useless in 80s horrors so Mm -hmm. yeah I just I I I think the kids are going to be the main characters okay cool um all right so that's the first episode and uh so subscribe to the channel if you want to catch uh the next one I'm sure you will, because that was a, let's be honest, that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, episode two next week, I can't remember what it's called. Um, we'll find out where these crazy characters go. So make sure you subscribe. If you want to leave a comment about anything you want me to ask Conrad. Um, apart from that though, I think we're done here, Conrad. Yeah, well, I haven't got a sign off, so goodbye. That could be, that could be our sign off. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, we're waving. we're waving at the camera. I'm waving. Yeah. Even though we're not actually have a camera. But we're waving. We're waving. Goodbye. Thank you for watching the After Dark Podcast. Subscribe to Anthony James on YouTube or on your podcasting app so that you don't miss an episode.